Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave Severns. I'm the worship pastor here at Compass Point Bible Church in Burlington, Ontario. And today with me is Pastor Paul Eastwood. Hey. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. How's it going? It is going well. It's a bit of a rainy Tuesday, but uh, excited to be back at the podcast. Excited that we're into a new series. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what we're yeah. what we're diving into? Yeah, so we're diving into the book of Philippians for a couple of weeks, and we have some breaks in here. There's a couple of messages that will be uh, shared as well um, that are going to be kind of standalones. But as we go through the book of Philippians, uh, the whole idea is to look for this idea of um, how do we find joy? Uh, what is the mm. secret to contentment and and happiness uh, uh, comes along with that? And, and, and the reason that we're going down this road is that we've talked about from the very beginning, when we want to live intentionally, it begins with understanding ourselves how good the good news of Jesus really is. And when we start to fully understand how good that good news truly is, that begins to transform us and it changes us and it inspires us and pushes us forward. And so really, we're not learning about contentment or joy so that, you know, so that this is something that we are going to feel better about ourselves. Yeah. It's more about understanding the power of the gospel so that we can be inspired to move forward, share with others, serve people that are close to us, open our lives to people that we don't yet know. Cool. That's I'm looking great. forward to it. It's yeah, going to be a great series. And we're going to talk about some things like how do we transform our minds? How do we think about ourselves in the mm-hmm. context of this? And even talk about service. Um, because what, we've, what we will discover, I believe, is that joy is not something that you can, you can um, attain by going directly at it. Hmm. If we're looking for a way to be happier in our own life, we're going to get frustrated and we're sure. going to uh, we're going to fail in that and, yep. and it's going to get really disappointing. And so what we're talking about is what are the things that we can fo- focus our attention on? And when we do that, the byproduct will be joy. So mm. what are those things? And that's what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. Cool. Uh, you've, you talked already a little bit, joy and happiness. We kind of put these things right. together. What is the difference there? What What's going on? How do we, do we aspire to happiness? Do we aspire to joy? What? Yeah. Yeah, so you know the the fruit of the spirit that we are uh, desiring in our life is joy, mm-hmm. um, and joy is different than happiness. Okay. And I think that we need to. I, and I think that if you've been in the church for a while, you've probably heard that before. Yep. Um, you know, happiness is based on things that happen. You know, it's there's a lot of hap hap happening stuff going on. So it's like happy <laughs> and happening. Yep. Uh, what's happening in your life makes you happy, huh. but joy is is something deeper. Joy is something foundational. Joy is something that's uh, much more sustaining all the way through. Because hmm. happiness comes and goes. Where yeah. we have moments of happiness and moments where we're not as happy. But one thing that I mentioned on Sunday is that I believe very strongly that joy needs to resemble happiness. Hmm. It, it's not reduced to simply happiness, but joy is no less than happiness. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, we in the church, you know, we have this this idea that, um, you know, that we can be joyful, but, but certainly, you know, don't smile <laughs> or, you know, like I, I have the joy of the Lord, but I'm, you know, I'm scowling or I'm you yes. know, thinking, you know, like th- that I think is an inconsistency that we need to deal with. Okay. In I, fact, I actually heard a funny story. Someone told it, uh, they said that, told this joke about these uh, people that were on a train and uh, they were, one of the per- people was really good at guessing people's professions. Hmm. And so there were, you know, four people sitting there and he pointed at one person and he says, I can tell you're a businessman. And the person's like, man, you're right. I am a businessman. He says, yeah, I can tell by the, you know, the, the briefcase that you have and the way that you're, you know, kind of keep checking your watch or whatever. And so he goes around the room until he gets to this one person and he says to him, oh, you're a pastor. 
and um, or a minister, and uh, the person responds, no, 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 I'm not. I just had a bad day. I'm kind of sick. I'm under the weather. <laughs> and so there's this idea that as a Christian, you're supposed to look somber and, yeah. and serious and you know, when you think of the the vicar in movies, they're always they almost look like undertakers, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. whatever happened to like fun and and laughter and you know joy that comes with understanding how good Jesus truly is? Yeah, and and I mean, it's kind of I feel like it often is two sided. So often in the church, um, not often. I have met some people who say they follow Jesus, but yeah, don't express it in ways that per- seem particularly joyful. And then I've met some people who I've thought, you must be faking it. I mean, come on, you can't possibly be this happy and this like, totally. everything is rosy all the time, right? Like it's it's almost annoying. Um, yeah. But is, is there, I mean, is that in a way part of part of what joy actually is? It's, it's so... It's so inconsistent with what we see around us that it seems fake because we're not used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the grocery store the other day and waiting in line and the guy that was checking, you know, the checkout person, uh, he was just way over the top positive. Like he was so happy. Like he just was like, Hey, how's it going? And he was like really excited about every person who was coming through and Mm. he would take the little plastic lane divider thing there that, you know, you use between, you know, to separate your groceries and he'd like flip it around behind his back and he'd put it out for the next person and he'd smile at people and all this kind of stuff. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, like, like I'm not going to give you a tip or anything like that's (laughs) not how this works. Like what are you angling towards? Right. Yeah. And, and it's funny because in those moments, you, you get so surprised when people demonstrate joy because it, it or, or, or sorry, I'm not sure about necessarily whether this is a, a joy that's a deep, you know, kind of foundational joy or if it's something else that's going on. Maybe he had a really great day um, or maybe it is something that's that's a little more foundational. But what I'm trying to say is that when when we see people who are um, unnaturally happy or happy in situations where they shouldn't be happy or where they they find um, joy even in those difficult times, uh, those people are not normal, and we assume they're faking it. Hmm. Yeah, but I think that is what is all about the how um, incredibly powerful uh, the gospel truly is. Sure, because it changes things, and um, you know I. I I am becoming more and more convinced that we need to be living differently because of what Jesus has done in our life. And joy is an absolutely crucial part of that. Yeah. So is it, I was thinking as I was listening to your sermon on Sunday, um, you know, if, if we trust God, if we, we believe these things, we kind of have this, this hope, which goes with this joy. Um, does it mean that we as Christians should be optimists? Like, is kind of the you know the optimism pessimism pessimism thing the glass is half full the glass is half empty there's a lot of people who would say that's that's naturally part of personality that's kind of disposition um does following christ change that uh that is a really good question i i think that yes there are people who are naturally um you know predisposed to sort of a a a more positive outlook yeah um I am one of those people mm-hmm. um, who tends to see things in a more of a positive light. Uh, but I think that there are there's a line there. It's almost like the line between our um, our natural giftings and a spiritual gift. Yeah, Th- there are some things that are part of our personality that um, that I think are 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 not necessarily associated with this kind of joy that I'm talking about. But I think that. 
again, there's this resemblance. I think that that there should be some uh, uh, more positivity uh, from Christians. I think Christians should be more positively predisposed because of the because they recognize that God is a finisher. God yeah. is doing something and He's going to complete it. Hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that we're going to see things. Everything is going to come to fruition. It's going to be perfect now. But we know that there's something in the future that's that is coming. And so there always is a positive outlook, or at least a positive shine on on basically you know almost anything that we that we come across Hmm. yeah and i mean i think the gospel following jesus does that to a lot of our our kind of defaults right Right. and god has given us our defaults for a reason but sometimes he's given them to us for us to overcome them and to i mean we we talked even a little bit this morning we were talking about hospitality and being an introvert and wanting to be hospitable right right um it is hard to have joy when you invite someone over to your house and you don't particularly want them there because you right. want to vegetate alone, right? And yet the gospel calls us to this. Um, and I think that's like part of this choosing joy and choosing to lean into these bigger truths than what our experiences are and what our feelings are yeah. is what kind of drives us towards Jesus in this. You, you talked a bit about control. Yeah, but let me just also mention on this as well, because I, th- I, I want to talk about control, but I, but I also think one of the ways to look at this is that we recognize that joy is not about, is not about ourselves or our own situation. Hmm. It's about shifting our focus to something bigger that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so naturally positive people may be positive of their own circumstances based yeah. on, you know what, you're having a good week, things are you're going your way, that can bring you positivity. But if you are focused on your own circumstances and saying, hey, I'm happy or I'm in a good place because things are going well for me, that's exactly the same as being in a bad place and being mopey because things are not going well for you. Yeah. Neither really matter. It doesn't matter if things are going well for you or going poorly for you. The issue is, am I turning my focus away from my own situation and focusing mm-hmm. on the bigger situation? Yeah. And that's where the positivity, I think, comes in. Hmm. You know, but, but your question of control is, is a good one, too. You, you, you know, on, on Sunday, I talked about this idea that you know, fighter pilots were happier than you know, infantrymen or the, yeah. the people who were uh, on the ground. And you know, psychologists after World War II were able to sort of uh, you know, kind of look through this and recognize that um, even though pilots were dying at a, uh, a higher rate, uh, yeah. pilots were almost 50% of people who were in the Air Force eventually lost their lives, where it was a lower percentage for the for the people who were on the ground in, mm-hmm. those, in that war. But the people on the ground were often less happy because of the chaos, everything that was happening mm-hmm. to them. And what I described was that the pilots were in the cockpit. They had their hands on the throttle. And because they had that control, they had a measure of happiness that was raised. And what I wanted to draw a parallel to is the fact that 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 idea of control, there is a connection or correlation, a very strong correlation between control and, and joy. But what we recognize very quickly is that we don't have control. Hmm. We don't have the control that we think we have. You can't, I mean, you can keep yourself as healthy as possible and then you get hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can, you can be as you, and I said on Sunday that you can dress up and do all the, you know, the research that, you know, for a particular job and really want to get into that job. And then the boss hires their niece. Like, yeah. you know, there are things that you can't control 
And so when, again, same thing that I was saying before, when we shift our attention off of our own circumstances and put them on God's bigger plan, when it comes to control, when we take control off of our own circumstances and turn them over to Jesus and say, okay, I'm going to give control of my life to God, then uh, then we will find a higher level, a higher degree of, of joy because we can trust in that in the faithfulness of God or mm. the the guy the ability that God has to control us. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I you know Max Lucado said it this way he said stabilize your soul with the sovereignty of God. Hmm. You know stabilize your soul stabilize your life because of the sovereignty of God. Yeah. Now I understand that if you said that to some of your friends they would tell you you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You would be like and I remember having a conversation with someone and they're like what are you talking about you give your life over you know control over to God. What is what the heck does yeah. that mean? What does that mean? You know, we live in a culture today that says that no one is going to look out for you except for you. And Mm -hmm. if you don't look out for number one, then you're dead, you know, like, and so we're constantly, it's me, 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 me focused. And so I think that so many people, um, and it's hard for Christians to get our minds around this as well, but won't get that under that idea of giving control to someone else. That doesn't, that doesn't seem like it's going to bring you joy. That's, that's terrifying. You know, I'm going to put my hands in the life of a God that I can't see. And I don't, you know, every once in a while when bad things happen, I think, you know, maybe he's mad at me. Maybe he's not Mm -hmm. mad at me. I don't even, you know, and so there's this, you know, that, and that's why I think faith is a really strong part of, of where this foundational joy comes from. Just let me jump off that for a second. I think that's all so true. Um, and you know, we need this foundational uh, God controls everything, e- even even when we don't understand it, right? I mean, we read the book of Job and we see that God is in control, but in a, in a way that is, I mean, even to us, thousands of years after this book has been written, it's confusing and it's right. like, c- kind of disturbing in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, and sometimes I feel like we in the church can can easily just kind of shoot that answer out. Well, you just need to trust God. You need yeah. to trust that He's got it in control. I mean, we we met uh, as a group of young adults on this Sunday night, and Mark uh, Stromenberg came and talked a little bit about mental health. And one of the things we we got into discussing was, I mean, what do we do in the church when people say, "Oh, you don't need medication. You don't need counseling. All you need to do is pray more. You need to trust Jesus." You know, mm-hmm. the problem is that it's it's only a spiritual thing. And we th- we said, yeah, you know, it's. It's got to be both and. There's absolutely spiritual elements to this. But but how do we make sure that this like desire for joy and this kind of rightly rooted biblical concept doesn't become kind of abusive and <laughs> way right. out there? How do we how do we manage that? <laughs> yeah, I mean those are those are really good questions. I I, I think that you know when it comes to uh, you know I I know uh, deeply and, and personally uh, the the struggle when it comes to mental health. Um, and none of this is, and you know, none of this I take lightly. Mm-hmm. Certainly, even when we talk about joy, and I talked about joy on Sunday, I wanted to acknowledge that there were people in the room that had were facing struggles that, that you know, I would never come close to facing. Yeah. And, and I didn't want people to just simply take my word for it. Uh, what I challenge people to do is to explore and mm-hmm. to and to you know to test the theory. Yeah. And I think that there have been more people through history who have tested the theory that putting their hands into God's control and God's um, provision and trusting in His faithfulness. Um, there are, there are example after example of people who've done that mm-hmm. um, and tested that theory and found it to be true. And we can read their stories and hear 
you know, those stories. And, um, you know, there are some people who are listening to this today who are followers of Jesus who would say, you know, yeah, we need to trust Jesus more and I need to pray more and I need to be thinking about those things. And that's great. But there are other people who are listening to this and they're saying, I don't think this, that doesn't sound right to me. There, Mm. there's sound, there's something incongruent with the way that I understand the world and it just doesn't make sense. Mm. And what I would say is that these theories are best understood when we test them and Mm. we say, okay, so what does that actually look like? Um, you know, that would be the way that I would want to have that conversation. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, test those theories, you know, like test that now. And, and yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough, it's a, you know, certainly, uh, you know, I would never say to someone that, um, you know, that all you need is, is just, you know, a little more love or a little more that, I mean, we Mm. recognize that there are lots of broken things in our life that God planned to have in a very specific way that haven't worked out that way. Yeah. And a marriage is a, is an example of that. I believe that God has a very high view of marriage. He wants our marriages to succeed, but I also know that divorce happens Mm -hmm. and broken down relationships happen. And in the Bible, in, 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 um, uh, Jesus actually says it was because of your hard hearts that Moses was gave, was permitted to give the certificate of divorce. And what that means is that, you know, uh, that divorce is not something that God wants in our life, but he knows it happens. Yeah. And so we can hold both of those things in, in tension in the same way. I think that, um, he wants us to be happy. He mm. wants us to have joy. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes there are broken things in our life, perhaps things that have happened to us, uh, perhaps things that have, have been, you know, circling in our own mind that we can't get out of that have, you know, brought us to a place of, of deeper depression of other feelings. And, um, and I think that there is a way through, uh, but I, but I also don't think that it's just as simple as praying more and, you know, everything will be better. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I would just to add to that. Um, I think this stuff works itself out in community. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, if you are, if you are listening to this and thinking, yeah, that, that sounds good, but I've got questions or it doesn't quite work or I don't agree with that. And you're not in a place where you can discuss that with someone if you're not engaged in life. If all you're doing is just showing up on Sunday morning, you're missing what the church is about, right? Because yeah. uh, in the same way that it's a relationship between us and God, it's not, church was never meant to just be a, a one single relationship thing. It also goes sideways. We need to be able to discuss this and to talk to people who have been through different stuff and who are wiser and who know the word of God better than we do. I think that's so key for, for wrestling through these things. And so, and so to that end, when Paul begins the book of Philippians, he writes a thank you to the people who are there. And he says, I thank God every time I remember you in all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from Mm. the first day until now. And I believe that one of the keys to joy is absolutely recognizing that we are in this together. And there's a, there's a partnership. We are all focused on the same goal of seeing God advance his kingdom. Yeah. And when we all take that on, that's where we begin to find that joy. So I, I totally agree with you. I couldn't agree more that there is something so powerful about community when it comes to, um, when it comes to finding joy. Awesome. Yeah. Any closing thoughts for us or is that a good place for us to wrap up? Yeah. You know, I just, one of the things I said, I said on Sunday that I think, you know, um, I think that if, if we, if, if, if your goal is to make yourself happy, if your goal is to, then, then your goal, you're alone in that. Um, Hmm. it's just, it's just you, (laughs) you know, unless you have a whole, you know, group of people who are all committed to your happiness, um, 
you know, completely and solely committed to your happiness, you're going to find that the bad days are bad days Hmm. because you might feel like you're never going to get to that place of happiness. Um, or you may find that you, you may feel like you've messed it up. You've, you've crossed a line, you've gotten too far away Mm -hmm. and you're, there's no way back. Yeah. But when we change our focus and we begin to say, okay, what is the most important thing in my life? Uh, that that I take my up uh, my part in uh, in in moving this kingdom forward and doing what God wants us to do, allowing Him to lead my life, giving mm-hmm. Him giving over my desires to His desires. When we start to do that, you're not alone. Yeah. There are people around you who are who are working towards the very same goal. And when you're having a bad day, someone else is having a good day, and the kingdom wins and joy comes. Hmm. I love that. Well, I look forward to. Uh, we're going to keep going on this joy thing and, and talk about something a little different next week, but same kind of theme. So um, thanks for listening along to Postscript this week, and we will hear from you. You will hear from us, I guess, again next week. Have a good one.